Welcome to day 188 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Isaiah chapter 16 through 18. Here's some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Chapter 16 continues the oracle against Moab that started in chapter 15, and it continues this major section of oracles against 10 nations. Several years ago, I had the opportunity to travel to Budapest, Hungary on a work and witness trip. It's a beautiful city, and while I was there, I took time to visit a couple of museums and national sites associated with World War II. Now, Hungary has its own story to tell about the war, and much of it isn't good. Like Germany, Hungary's trying to find its own way of narrating its participation in the Holocaust. But traveling there reminded me that when we tell the story of World War II, we tend to focus on the major nations involved, Germany, France, England, Russia, Japan, and the U.S., But when we do that, it's easy to forget the way this global war affected all of the small nations in Europe as well. Because of our focus on the story the Bible is telling, we tend to focus on the way the Assyrian invasion in the 8th century impacted and devastated the tribes of Israel or Ephraim and the way they threatened Judah. But the Assyrian Empire's conquest impacted all the small nations surrounding Israel as well. Chapter 16 appears to be the lament of the invasion's impact on their neighbor, Moab. The prophet sees Moab's destruction as an act of divine justice. The chapter is shaped around three therefore statements. Verse 7 says, Therefore let Moab wail. Here, because its well-known vineyards have died and their famous wine is dried up. In verse 9, Therefore I will weep, because the songs of joy that used to happen around the harvest have gone silent. And verse 11, therefore my heart plays sadly because the gods of Moab won't save them. The prophet finds it hard to rejoice at the devastation of the neighbor Moab. Even if their history was one of contention, what's happened to them still breaks the heart of the prophet. A fate similar to that of Moab awaits both Syria or Aram and its capital city of Damascus and Ephraim or Israel. Earlier in chapter 7 through 9, Isaiah warned King Ahaz not to be in fear of those two nations that had formed an alliance to come against Jerusalem because their time was short. So it's possible that this chapter is Isaiah's prophetic utterance against those two nations that caused Ahaz so much concern and led to his unfaithfulness to God. Chapter 18 addresses the land beyond the rivers of Cush. Another name for this territory is Nubia, but it probably relates to what we know now as Ethiopia. Little is known by scholars as to why Ethiopia is included in these oracles. It may be that Ethiopia and Egypt were involved in alliances with the Philistines to try to stop the rise of Assyria. Or it may be that ambassadors from Ethiopia had come to Jerusalem to try and create support from the Judeans. The chapter ends with what becomes a familiar hope for Isaiah, that as a consequence of God's great reversal, the nations would stream to Jerusalem with gifts, looking for wisdom and help from the God of the Judeans. Perhaps that's part of how we should read these oracles, not just as words of judgment upon the violent ways of the nations, but also as words of hope that God is forming a contrasting people in the world whose unique ways of peace and of trusting God would draw those tired of the deeply divided world to the God at work in those unique people. More judgments and hopes are coming tomorrow. We're reading Isaiah chapters 19 through 21, and we're adding Psalm 79. I'll talk to you tomorrow.